Every day, several times a day, a thought comes over me. I owe more debt than I ever can pay back, more money than I'll ever see. Everybody and welcome to another episode of the Making Sense podcast. I'm Got Jay here. Kalisha. And we're, we're missing a very important member. I'm missing yours truly, Francis. Yeah. Or is it just yours truly? Oh it's... yes, yes, yours. Sorry. No, nope, your truly. truly. No, no underscores. <laughs> yeah, plain. he's he's living it up in New York. Yeah. He is the doing chair. influencer life. <laughs> <laughs> no, his stories. I don't know. I, I need to. I, I pulled him I off know his pictures. That's <laughs> that's not what we do here. <laughs> I know, it looks like pictures are like, these are quite done. But <laughs> Wow! I thought they weren't bad. He's no. learning. Yeah, okay. We're new to the influencer life. I'm not committing at all. You're not going to see my snaps like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him time. What's wrong with you? Just saying, Is I it every you, week it? you must undermine me? I'm just Oh, wow. <laughs> so, what, how's your bank holiday been so far? Uh, not, bad. not bad. Relaxing. I took Friday off. So I've just been. I had Friday stuff. off as well, actually. Yeah. I was uh, working from home. Braved Westfield yesterday. wasn't as busy as I thought, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I thought Westfield would be a lot more busier than it was. Mm. Uh, maybe a sign people aren't spending or can't spend or fed up with spending. Or, yeah. Yeah. Doing other things with their time apart from spending. Um, but yeah, it wasn't so bad actually. Didn't get up to too much. Didn't get up to too been much. Relaxing. So Good. what are we had to discuss this week? Debt. Debt. Ooh. This look at debt again. We've spoken about it before. A swear word in a black household <laughs> growing up, <laughs> along with the fear of being blacklisted. Mm. Um, debt, it's a big, big topic. Everyone gets into debt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Individuals, Everyone. countries, companies, you name it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big thing. You can't run from it. And it's probably you know, one of the more important things at the current state of the economy, just because of where interest rates are yeah. and how many people are actually in debt and what they're using that debt for, which mm. is quite important. So yeah, I think we just went to go through different types of debt, maybe some current affairs as to, you know, where debt levels are mm-hmm. in the economy, what that means, what a change in the economy could mean to that, and kind of maybe how people should be thinking about their debts and how they Manage them basically. Yeah, because it's very easy to get into debt. Exactly. Yeah, the psychology behind it. It can even impact your mental health. Um, I saw a list of things where it shows if one guy committed suicide because he had like, um, you know, when you get fines where you got a fine Mm. for sixty five pounds, end up paying like a grand. Yeah. Bailiffs will come into his house. Eventually, committed suicide. I feel like those letters are so threatening and when yeah. people don't know their rights or how they got into that situation, mm-hmm. it just can be quite daunting. Agreed. And they are worded in a way that kind of is, is trying to instill fear yeah, in you. definitely. You know, and there are things you can do. It's, it's, it's the ignoring of it, which makes it which, worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that's what causes That's why I'm a bit conflicted with shows like Can't Pay, Take It Away. Mm. Because it's like the government has put in certain people in that position yeah, to where they yeah. can't get out. So, exactly. and then we're making it even worse by taking them out and kicking them out of their house. Yeah. So how is that exactly helping them? Exactly. It doesn't help. How does that help? Uh, and I think that's why it's so important that people be fully educated, A, on their choice of debt. Mm. And if you are in a problem, how you'd handle that. Cool. So should we do our disclaimer? Yeah. As we have uh, forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll do a normal one. Yeah. And then we'll record. I don't want to put it on the spot. Um, um, please remember we're not registered financial advisors uh, anything we're saying here is our opinion it's supposed to be information for you to go and get your do your own research or go and get professional help if you think you need it um, I say we're just trying to give you information to be able to be more active 
in this stuff and take control of your financial life, this is not advice. Before yes. we go into it, Jerome mentioned about the guy that committed suicide. They're actually going to do a show about it on the 29th of May on BBC Three. Mm. Wow. So you can see it on BBC iPlayer how um, it's called Killed by My Debt, I think it's called. Oh. So look out yeah, for that. It can be stressful. It can be stressful. So quickly, before we go into the kind of uh, topics or different part topics of debt, mm. what's our experiences with debt? Have we any of us ever had it? Have we had any bad experiences? Um. I'll jump out first. Yeah, I had terrible experiences (laughs) in my early to mid twenties. You know, I I've used one guy. I've used payday loans. You know, I've I've had bailiffs chase me down, so I know the rules. That oh wow, yeah, you can't come into my house unless you get peaceful entry, which I'm not going to give you. Um, (laughs) So you can write as many letters as you want. You're not coming in my house because the doors will be locked, and I'm not letting you pass the threshold. Remember that, guys. Uh, (laughs) No, but it goes back to can't pay take Take away. away, Yeah, if you do not let them into your house. They cannot force their way out in unless it's something to do with council tax and they have okay. uh, the police with them. Okay. And then they could potentially break in. Mm. Once they've got through peacefully once, they can break in a second time. Yeah. That's that's the rule around that. Okay. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I've had some bad experiences. Um, I've had it mess up my credit score, had defaults, you know, had to pay those off. So I know how that works. Uh, and I think we'll go into that in more uh, later on in the episode. But yeah, it's it's tough once you get into that spiral of debt getting out, for mm. sure. I've... Um I feel like I've always thought that my debt levels were bad until I've like had conversations. Mm-hmm. I think I've mentioned this before, but my debt, the only time I really got into bad debt, well, I say bad, was during uni. And that's just because I had a um, student card. And then a year after uni, it turned into a graduate account. A year after that, real account charges on the overdraft that's already there. So that mm-hmm. got a bit crazy. So I had to look at ways of um, clearing that. But apart from that, on the surface, if I think about my money management the only debt really is a credit card and overdraft which i don't really use mm-hmm. but then which i know we're going to talk about later it's all the other things that i haven't paid off outright but i'm paying in stages that's also classes debt so mm. yeah on the surface do i have anything that i think is crazy that anyone's going to chase me down for no and I, i've had a little bit when i was younger but then if you think deeper how much have i acquired that i've actually paid for mm. you know like in cash it's mine so yeah yeah um i know you're a super saver so you've probably gonna say you've never had any debt no <laughs> i wouldn't say that so we're gonna go into it later about good debt and bad debt so mm. i think when i was younger when i first got my flat and you know when i think i was getting housing benefit mm. so they'll say oh you could you should pay that one amount but then i was paying i think less than less than what i was supposed to then mm. they say oh you owe this much money and yeah, I think I owed probably about £900. And at that time, it was a big thing that, to yeah, me. So yeah, I was like, yeah, oh my gosh, I owe £900. Yeah. So that was a debt. And then once I paid that off, I said I will never get house and benefit or anything that again. So everything mm. I paid was full. And then good debt, Yeah, I will say I have now, is just the mortgage yeah. that I have and yeah. credit card. But that balance is so low that yeah. I just don't even count that as debt. So. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that leads on to uh, one thing I did read last night, actually. The amount of people that are in debt in the UK and think they're not. Yeah. So, mm. you know, people think, okay, if I haven't got a massive overdraft or a massive credit card or have taken out a higher right. purchase on, you know, like a, you know, I don't know, like a laptop or something, yeah. then I yeah. haven't got debt. Yeah. But if you've got car insurance and you're paying that monthly, that's debt. Yeah. If you, you say if you have a mortgage, that's debt. Mm-hmm. If you have a car out on finance, that's debt. Mm-hmm. And most of the cars that come out now, most new registrations, I think over half, are taken out on finance as yeah. we discussed yeah. 
in in our leasing leasing episode. Yeah. So you know, a lot of we, a lot of us have more debt episode than we 12, think. Episode twelve, I think that was, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, I think even if you look on Experian or, or Equifax, it will show you actually your total debt amount. Yeah, which is interesting to see. Yes, and um. What's the one the one that we've got on our phones? Clear score. Clear score do yeah. that as well. Actually, that's where I read uh, kind of what I just mentioned. That's where yeah. I got it from. There's a lot of people out there that have debt and we're just not aware of it. Yeah. Um, and, and I think the reason for me why it's so important is, as I say, if interest rates go up, which they don't look like they're going to go up right now, but eventually they have to because it is ridiculously low. Mm. Um, those things become more expensive. Mm. And, and, you know, the luxuries you have now or things you may not even consider to be luxuries, you might not be able to afford them yeah. in like two, <laughs> three years time. Um, so do you want to start making decisions about that now? But in terms of, okay, so there's debts, like you said, car insurance, stuff like that, that's not seen as debt. But in terms of the amount of actual bad, I call it bad debt that the UK is in, Mm -hmm. what kind of level is that at? So bad debt. So, and that's kind of what, you know, what Kalisha was saying. That's an interesting one because that's, I think, a little bit subjective. Mm. I think generally what I've seen is, consumer debt is seen to yeah. be bad yeah. so if you're using credit cards overdrafts and loans to buy clothes holidays um you know things that aren't going to be generating you any yeah. income or value yeah. Yeah. then that's seen as bad um if you're investing in things that could bring you a return of value that's potentially seen as good so that's why mm. a mortgage or you know a buy to let mortgage yeah. probably more particularly would be seen as good debt because you have an asset on the end of it it can be generating you income in certain situations yeah. um and you just have collateral against your debt, right? You know, if push comes to shove, you give back the asset you've bought, whereas you can't give back Close the Balenciagas or... or the holiday to Santorini. You can't give it back, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately. However, you know, some people book holidays on their credit cards. You get because you get protections, yeah. And it's all about managing your debt, as we'll discuss later. Um, but the consumer debt is up, and, yeah. and everything you read, watch is saying more and more people are using credit cards and these are people with good jobs as well uh, are using credit cards to supplement their lifestyles you know so holidays have to be booked on credit cards Uh, big purchases are being booked on credit cards and overdrafts and whatnot so more and more people more and more of us seemingly are living well but a lot of that is because of debt I think that's because of the perception of what that credit is Mm. we are sold that it's money it's ours Mm. it's it's fine especially if you've got like a fixed interest rate or sometimes you have no interest rate for an amount of time yeah it's just like okay cool i've got two grand but i've actually got this extra three grand actually i've got five grand grand. yeah Yeah. and that's how we look at it when we know you have money yeah exactly exactly Mm. it needs to be paid back so i think that that comes from how easy it is for us to get credit and how we've made to feel about credit no one says, okay, cool, you've got two two grand and three grand credit. No, you've mm-hmm. got five grand cash. That's yeah, what we're yeah. told, you know? Agreed, agreed. And also, I think where everybody's doing it, it feels less daunting. You don't feel like you can't do it. Because it's the norm, right? You speak to somebody and they're like, yeah, yeah, mm. get, a credit, get a credit card. And if you don't get it for spending purposes, at least get it for, for, yeah. for fixing your credit. Okay, and then how many <laughs> people just leave it there to just fix their credit? And then know? it becomes that handy card that ends up being your current account card. Exactly, exactly. or the emergency card. Exactly. And what's an emergency? <laughs> Somebody's birthday and I have to attend. <laughs> So yeah, uh, obviously we haven't got yours truly here and this is normally his arena. Uh, so <laughs> haven't got any uh, actual figures to my mind now, um, but we'll put definitely put them in the show notes as to where uh, consumer debt is, but it's definitely high. I'm pretty sure it's increasing. But then so is debt in the UK. So uh, another t- uh, fact I saw, the mm-hmm. UK's debt as a percentage of our GDP is up at around 85%, up from I think it was like 30% before the crisis. Oh, wow. You know, and you got countries like that's not as high as some. I think mm. Italy's over 100. Um, so a lot of com- countries 
and companies, as I said earlier, are, are, are financing the, the way they operate yeah. via debt. Yeah. So it kind of seems like it's where we are in, in, in the economic cycle, right? Debt's having to be mm-hmm. used. Yeah. It's everywhere. You know, it's not just consumers, uh, countries as well, but uh, it feels like consumer debt is a lot more worrying to the economists out there. Um, maybe because of, you know, if people can't afford to service debt, that debt, what it means to them. Yeah. It's real choices of, you know, where you live, where you eat, yeah. how you live your life. Like, yeah, you have to change your yeah, lifestyle. Yeah, you know, companies can fold. Countries can't fold, essentially. Well, they can, but they shouldn't. It's mm-hmm. quite bad if they do. But yeah, it's definitely up at the moment in terms of bad debt, which mm-hmm. would I'd say would be consumer debt for, for this argument. So we spoke about types of debt. So overdrafts, which everyone will be familiar with. I think credit cards. Yeah, I think there's a few as well. Mm. Because um, I was looking at what good debt and what bad debt is. Mm. So you should say good debt is an investment that will grow in value or generate long-term income. Mm. And some people might say that could be education Mm. as well. Agreed, agreed. Um, Small businesses, um, like like we said before, mortgages. Mm. But also that could be counted as bad because education you can go who's actually doing their careers and what they went to uni exactly. with exactly. so is that actually a good debt so you're paying back something now that you're you have you're not even yeah. doing nothing with yeah. it and the thing is you're not guaranteed that job or you're not guaranteed that job in the field where you're automatically going at a certain salary so it's, exactly. it's, a, it's a gamble in the beginning yeah, it, you is, know? it is and also they say small businesses but also again that's a good thing and a bad thing because small business has one of the biggest risks of failing. Yeah. Yeah. So is that really good debt? Yes, it generates you money, but how long is it going to take to actually for you to generate that yeah, money? To pay back the debt. And also we said bad debt as cars, like you said, financing and people mm. borrow to invest as well. Yeah. And I think, did you remember, did you mention that before about yeah. borrowing yeah, to invest? So, yeah, like in cryptos now, that's pretty much been banned. Uh, you can't uh, invest with credit cards mm. um, oh. and it generally s- seems like best practice not to be investing uh, with debt and I'd say probably particularly not in risky investments with debt um, I don't know someone may you know say okay if you was going to buy some land that you know is increasing in value by a certain rate yeah with, with a, yeah, with a yeah. credit card um, that's seen as less risky but then you know I don't know that's all subjective but, you know, I think the point I wanted to make is people do, you know, individuals, companies and countries do invest with debt. So it's possibly not a, a blanket no, mm-hmm. but it is definitely risky <laughs> and not something I would probably, no. not, 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 I don't know enough about to be able to tell people to do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but it's something that does happen. That's all I can't I wait to say. For the everyday person, for the everyday consumer, you have to think really hard about doing something like that. Yeah, you have to have a plan yeah. set out. And I feel like you have to be know that you're at least guaranteed yeah. half of what you need or something because it is very risky. Yeah. That's the thing. I, yeah. I think either you need some sort of collateral or you need a hell of a lot of research yeah. um, because, yeah, it is risky, especially for everyday people. But one of the, Kalisha mentioned car payments as bad debt. Mm-hmm. And um, it's so funny because I feel like there's a lot of information out about the fact that a lot of people are leasing now buying cars on high purchase mm-hmm. or PCP people are not just buying the cars outright anymore and although it is looked at as I think we're still in that stage where people look at it like well you don't own that so don't step to move it don't try and yeah. it. You, don't, you don't own it but the thing is does anybody really want to own their car anymore I mean of course some people do but is it not just a change of mentality rather than the fact that we're putting ourselves in debt so I know that after about three four years of driving a car I want a new one 
Mm. I want to have the access to that. I don't think anyone buys their car anymore and does it up and it's their mm. prized possession and every weekend they're fixing this and upgrading yeah. that. You just want a nice car. And I think not just for flashy purposes, but for maintenance. A brand new yeah. car has yeah. a lot less maintenance costs. After three years, your car starts wearing down anyway. Yeah. Exactly. And you know, exactly. I think a lot of people with that traditional mindset don't factor in the cost of maintaining, keeping yeah. a car on the road, changing the clutch every couple of years, changing mm-hmm. the brakes, changing your alternator, all big things. Yeah. You know, mm. and yeah, you spend it once, you know, it's like you spend it once and you forget about it. But if you add it up, mm. it probably isn't that as cheap to have a second hand car yeah. as some people anticipate, especially mm. depending on what kind of mm. car you have. Mm. Obviously, car, some cars are more reliable than others. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's an interesting one. Actually. I think it is, it is a question as to whether car debt is bad debt. I think before when people were buying cars that they couldn't afford and I'd say take out a loan rather than the higher purchase finance agreement, depending on what the interest rate is, maybe that's not the best idea. If you're planning to keep that car and you literally just wanted that car and you took out a loan to buy it because you couldn't afford it. But I think if you're literally trying to get a set of wheels that you can drive around and then upgrade later, is it really bad debt? If you've looked at whether you can afford those monthly payments, factored in like, I don't know, uh, contingency for repairs and stuff is it bad debt if you can afford if you can afford it now though what That's happens it, what happens in like a two years time uh, yeah, and yeah you never know what your finances are going to do you yeah. never know what's happening with your income and i think yeah that's the point i was yeah. going to make it's it's not when you put it like that but yeah then it is when you yeah. mention what kalisha says and i think the point that i haven't really been reiterating to myself and i'd suggest to other people is what kalisha said think can not can i afford it now is can i afford it or how easy would, will it be for me to afford if maybe mm-hmm. things go wrong work-wise yeah, yeah. or if, you know, increase, interest rates increase? Now, I'm not too sure with car finance if they're variable or fixed, you know. I should actually look at my own. Uh, <laughs> I need to. I'm going to do that. Yeah, but yeah. you need to look at your agreement. Is it yeah. fixed? Is it variable? So if in- interest rates start to increase. My one was fixed when I had mine. Exactly. Mm. So if it's fixed right now, maybe it's a good thing, right? Because you're locking in very low rates. Mm-hmm. So if you went and got a, a finance deal now... um, you're not going to be impacted for the next three to four years, depending mm-hmm. on how long you take your deal out for. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you need to look into that. Um, but I think it kind of makes you think what cars are you, are people picking when they're deciding to lease cars? Oh, yeah, because absolutely. with interest rates being so low, you, you're unable to afford certain cars that you probably wouldn't be able, you definitely wouldn't be able to buy outright. Oh, yeah. 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 You know, so the amount of Germans that we're seeing on the road, mm. whatnot, does that change when interest rates start to go up? You know, does that three fifty a month now end up being four or five, you know? Mm. Um, so it's just thinking about those kind of things and being kind of more, more prudent and sensible, maybe. Yeah, when making a decision. It's almost like thinking about what you can afford and then cutting that in half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not what can I pay for now, but what yeah. really should I be paying? And the thing is, yeah, that's true as well. And I realise <clears throat> we don't, as an everyday person, we go through that, but so does celebrities. Mm. And I actually... And probably much more and to a higher value so. than yeah. than us because I everybody's talking about Kanye West these days. Mm. I think they're in a worse situation than us in some ways. Much worse. I think they're in a much worse situation. If, if and difficult to get out of. I think yeah. much more difficult. Yeah. Mm, they're I dealing so. with millions. We're doing it like sometimes just a thousand. Yeah. 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 yeah, and they're dealing with that persona they have to keep up. Some of us That's have a small problem. social media persona, but it's nothing yeah. like you know what I mean what they would have. But go on. Yeah. So um, I don't know if you like watched the Charlemagne and Kanye. I did. Interview. I did. So I watched it from, for me from, <laughs> from that, I just thought he's really broke. Mm. That's the, that's what I got. Mm. And it's like, he's scrambling, just trying to get any money from anywhere. He really wants to be noticed. He just really wants money. Yeah. So I started to do research like, 
um, why he's in debt because I know it came out that he was in debt. So the reason why Kanye is in debt is because, for one, he moved into a 7 million mansion <laughs> and then he spent over 1.5 million doing renovations. Yeah. Then he purchased a 15 million mansion and which he's starting to revamp. Then he bought a hundred and fifty thousand car pound car. Well, in yeah, hundred fifty thousand US dollars. Then he invested in like a women's wear luxury garments, which went bust. Mm. Like as we're talking about small businesses, yeah. they have a risk of failing. Then he had another business attempt, um, with fashion and then he lost twenty three million. Oh and you know, that's how a lot of people lose money, fail business. Yeah, a lot of yeah. especially sportsmen yeah. and musicians business and then i don't know if you watched the pusha t interview and pusha was like when he went to go and do his album um kanye took him to utah or he took it to wyoming or whatever it's called and they were spending like 10 or 15 nights in like a big house that they're renting and mm. they spent like fifty thousand pounds just on renting yeah. and within those 10 days they didn't even make no music seriously so he's spending all that money, so many outgoings, and he hardly has anything yeah. incoming. Mm. You know, that reminds me of uh, Michael Jackson. I remember watching one documentary about some of the things he was spending on it. It was yeah. ridiculous. I think at one point he uh, he was renting a penthouse in like Manhattan or somewhere really luxurious just to hold his clothes yeah, see, and possessions, come on, come things that couldn't fit in his house. Yeah. He was renting out a, a, a penthouse suite to house them and he'd go and visit the stuff every now and again. That's crazy. That's it, why you crazy. always hear celebrities that... Um, the first thing that hits the news is that they're selling their house. <laughs> yeah. It's come out of nowhere. And then when you hear that gossip, then you know, okay, something's yeah. happening. And it just goes to show everyone can get into debt because all debt does is allow you to extend yourself that little bit yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. And, and also, you need to be careful not to follow these celebrities and trying to get sure. yourself into debt because they're, they're struggling more than you are and it's going to be difficult for you to get out of it than it is for them. Yeah, so. exactly. Mm. No, exactly. for sure. For sure. Wow, I didn't know that. Do you think this? Do you think the whole uh, his latest kind of media kind of drive it's to generate money? I thought so. Everything to generate money, like I, I think, so. um, in regards to the Trump thing, I don't think he likes Trump. You don't? No, I think he wants to. He likes the power. Mm. Yeah, and he wants. He knows with power comes money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. all he's thinking. With attention comes money, especially and in the world that he's coming money, from. Right? With the other demographic they get noticed more mm. that comes money yeah. like any any beef will generate money all the beef between like Pusher and Drake is generating money yeah. it is Pusher's it is. album is probably selling more than it you know, I love Pusher I'm a Pusher I'm a Pusher fan so yeah. it's what it is. I'm a Pusher fan to a certain degree I'm not the biggest Pusher fan I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon but I definitely think more people are talking about his album now yep. than it would have if he wasn't having that beef with Drake yeah. exactly yeah. and then you know you got Kanye Kanye's album dropping Friday oh, really? that's going to make money mm. So and people have said that the only time Kanye wants to talk to the people is when he's trying to sell them something. Yeah. And I suppose this shows that. He ball. needs to because he actually really needs it. Yeah. I think he's desperate. No, it doesn't surprise me. But sportsmen, athletes, they, they're definitely at a high risk of this kind of stuff because many of them don't get any kind of type of financial literacy. They're, you know, mm -hmm. coming up, they're told to focus either on their music or they're focused on their sport yeah. or whatever. You know, and uh, even in the NFL, you see it. They give them these talks about, look, you're going to get this money. You need to manage it. Yeah. You know, and, and, and they're probably going to get access to a lot more debt than we are. So oh, I'm not surprised at all. So then how do you manage debt with like mentally, like with like mental issues and debt? Because I think they go hand in hand. Yeah. Oh, I feel like I think they go hand in hand because 
anyone should just think about how they've felt when they've checked their bank account or woken up and realized that they just don't have as much as they thought they had in there. That's automatic stress. Mm. So imagine if there's actually a, a long-term problem, a problem that's not going to be fixed in 10 days when you get paid again, you know? Yeah. Um, and is there any outlets where people could go to? Or Yep. So there's the National Debt Line. Um, they're pretty good. Um, I've used those before, i say, in my, mm. my darker <laughs> past. Uh, another one called Step Change. It's a similar type thing. So you can go in there, you get information about how to manage your debt, things like uh, debt arrangements and stuff like that. Mm. So if you've got loads of debt and you can't pay it, they can draft an agreement where maybe you you negotiate with your creditors and you pay a lesser amount over a longer period of time. Because that's another important thing to realise. Debt agreements can be negotiated and restructured. That is big business. You know, countries will owe debt and restructure it. Okay, instead of paying you over five years, we're now going to pay you over 15, but the interest rate is going to be slightly higher. but it will make the payments more affordable. It, more affordable. Mm. So in the interim, while you're in a bad spot, you're paying less. And then if things improve, we can go back to getting it paid off sooner. Yeah. You can do things like that. Um, if you try and negotiate with the creditors directly, they're not always as forthcoming. Mm. But these companies do help. And the or thing organizations, is, shall I say. I think one of the biggest issues with debt and mental health is that people don't talk about it. Mm. People don't tell their friends or you just don't want to walk up to somebody you know and say, this is the problem that I'm facing. So I think with those lines and like um, Citizens Advice Bureau, yeah. all of mm-hmm. those things, you're talking to someone that doesn't know you. So they're not going to judge you. Yeah, I mean, they care, but they don't because they talk to how many people a day. So there's going to be no judgment mm. and you get to just get it off your chest. I feel like sometimes when I know that in the past, if I've been... Um, struggling financially if I literally just put everything on paper or just put it down in front of me I feel like it's off my chest so mm-hmm. like speaking to those outlets gives you a chance to literally just get it off your chest think about it properly and then start again you know yeah for sure rather than letting it get you down because like you said people commit suicide no no I agree, 100% agree when I called them it massively helped if nothing else they let you know what your options are mm. because as I say the banks and whatnot, they're generally not I think and they'd probably be a little bit better now it's been a while since I've had to Amen, amen. (laughs) But you know they're a business at the end of the day, so they're you know, and this is a impartial service. But one of the things I got off the national debt line, I think it was, was four kind of steps with dealing with your debt. So Mm -hmm. I just thought it'd be cool to mention those. Mm -hmm. Step one: increase your income. That's not always easy. (laughs) (laughs) And I read that and I thought, really, come on. (laughs) It's not like like, you can just go out and get a higher paid job tomorrow. But uh, yeah, so increase your income. Uh, work out your personal budget which is something we've mentioned several yeah, times understand yeah. exactly what you need to live uh, all your debt payments understand your incomes and outgoings uh, very well uh, Then there are apps out there to help yeah. you know, I think there can be some better ones we're working on that um, deal with your priority debts yeah. so that's a good interesting thing I don't think we've covered that in terms of your priority and your non-priority debts so something like your council tax will be a priority debt because yeah. you can end up in jail yeah. um, your rent priority debt you can end up homeless. <laughs> exactly. Maybe your the HP on your laptop, not priority. Yeah. 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 Your car, not priority. Yeah. Uh, and once again, I haven't read into that too much. So I don't know if there's any technical terms uh, or understandings, but I would say it's down to you personally. I'd say if there's a risk to your quality of life, mm-hmm. then I'd consider that to be priority yeah. debt. Mm-hmm. If it's literally going to mean that you can't, there's a luxury gone, then it's non-priority. It, yeah. it, I'll leave it down to the individual to determine it's, that. It's just um, about having a look and seeing. Yeah, exactly. So it's just four, those four steps. Get more money, um, understand your spending and try and decrease again. your outgoing. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's one of the yeah. easiest things and that one you can do for free, understanding your outgoing. You yeah. can literally get a pen and paper or Excel spreadsheet exactly. and map it all out. So I'd say let's go with those three steps then. Understand your incomes <laughs> and outgoings. 
<laughs> um, deal with your priority debts, then deal yeah. with your non-priority debts. Yeah. Um, but that's just some high-level advice from them. But that all starts with literally just sitting down and thinking to yourself, okay, cool, it's time to fix this and stop burying my head in the sand. Yeah. And shop around. I think he said yeah. that as well. Yeah, no, I, I don't, shopping I, around. Yeah, that's very important. Um, shop around, especially with credit cards. They're all competing with one another. They'll offer you interest-free periods. Um, but it's like anything, you're going to have to be disciplined with it because there's going to be a, an interesting interest rate at the end of that interest-free period. Yeah. I sounded like a rapper just then. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and interest rates on credit cards are pretty high considering where interest rates are in, in a whole. So I think average credit card interest rates around 18 to 20% or mm-hmm. something like that, that's if not higher, which is quite high yeah. considering the, the base rates were half a percent. Mm. So that's a lot of money uh, banks are making from credit cards. I've been so used to the 18%. I just don't even see it as anything yeah. now. <laughs> and and it's, that's crazy. That's a massive gap. Um, and I'm sure if, sure if Frank was here, he could explain to us why. <laughs> um, see, we do value your presence here, bro. Well, I do anyway. Um, but yeah. Um, I guess managing the debts that we already have we've mentioned those four steps yeah but just consolidating Uh, debts yep and like you said these companies that you can call can do that for you Mm -hmm. so they can literally put your debts together look into which ones are priority and which ones are not and they can work with you to um, put together a payment we will put the links in the show notes yeah Yeah. and that's something um, I know some people used to do is you know if you've got credit card store card this 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 you take out one loan it's one payment. And that's what yeah. you've got to remember. You, you can look at it in terms of the absolute amount you're going to be paying and then also look at it in terms of how easy is it for you to manage. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you need to be able to manage this yeah. agreement, right? So that's why I'm not necessarily going to tell people. Uh, and I don't so think it's always it's, good. Yeah. Not, not even that. I don't always think it's good that, you know, say for instance with the overdraft, when your money comes in, you pay off your overdraft yeah. all in one go. Yeah. I don't necessarily think that's a good thing if it's going to mean that you're going to end up backing back in next this, month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, the next month. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably better off you put your money in a separate account and pay that overdraft off as a debt. You know, mm. see it, instead of seeing it go up and down, up and down, up yeah. and down, mentally let yourself see it go down over time. Mm. You know, if, if you're a person that hasn't got that discipline, if you do have the discipline to pay off in one and do that, obviously that's probably more advantageous, but you have to think about the psychology, I think. And, Bear in mind that if with some a lot of banks now, if you're using your overdraft all the time, there's fees for that as well. Mm-hmm. So, okay, your overdraft is £500 and you know that every payday you can put that £500 back. You're actually paying probably 530 for the yeah. £1 a day that you've been mm-hmm. in your overdraft or whatever. So just bear that in mind. Cool. Um, what we... happens if you don't pay your debt? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what serious things can happen if you don't pay your debt? Talk to us about defaults. Um. <laughs> So default is when you've missed a payment. Sometimes it's different with different lenders. Some of them go up to six payments. Once you've missed that, they'll then end the credit agreement with you and, and place a default on your credit file, which says to other lenders, this person has decided not to keep up with payments. Basically, they're a bad uh, person to lend to. Um, they will stay on your credit score or your credit report, shall I say, for six years. Even if you pay them off, um, it will just, if you pay it off, it will just show us satisfied. If you partially pay it off, which is another thing you can do. I don't think we mentioned that before. You can, when it gets to default stage, um, if you owe like a grand, say, look, I'll pay you 500 pounds and let's call it quits. And most lenders will do that, especially if the debt's really old. Um, but that does stay in your credit file. Um, my personal opinion on this, and don't take this as advice. We've done this claim already, but once it's gone to default stage, I don't think there's a benefit to paying it off in full. Mm. And I, and I, because it's going to stay on there anyway. Lenders are going to see it. Now, someone may argue that a, a satisfied uh, default looks better than a non-satisfied one. 
But in my experience, I don't think it makes much of a difference. Yeah. <coughs> and as they get older, they uh, have less of an impact. So, you know, once the defaults get into a certain age, if you know you're not going to need to learn, and this, that was my experience, you know, some of my defaults. it was yeah. when you were younger, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. So some of my defaults, when they yeah. got to like four or five years, I said, well, am I going to take these grands and pay it off and still not be able to borrow? Or am I going to keep my money and just let them go away? Let them go. Yeah. Even if I don't pay them. <laughs> no, and that's the thing. And, and that might not sound like great financial advice, but practically that's how I looked at yeah. it. I had two years left. Okay. I can pay you this, this X amount of grand now and still not be able to lend. Or I can keep my money, enjoy it. And in two years, this default is going to be gone anyway. anyway. So, so you kept your money. Yeah, and I think that's one thing to recognize. It's all depend down to your personal circumstance. If, you know, if it's the beginning of that six years, a hell of a long period. You might want to try and do something about it. If it's got further down, it be, I think you've got more room to negotiate. Disclaimer, disclaimer. Mm. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> but that's just that. Oh, yeah, disclaimer. But that's the facts <laughs> of the matter. Um, whether or not you pay a default or not, after six years, it's coming off your credit score. Look so bear that in open. mind uh, <laughs> when deciding if you're going to pay it. Um, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Telling our business. <laughs> well, we wanted it to be relatable. And I'm my edit. You're like, hmm, did I say too much? Yeah, you probably did. <laughs> We're never going to get that mortgage now. We're <laughs> not um, going to get a store card. <laughs> Still cards are fine. Not that I have those. I had one. It didn't make much sense to me. I just thought, why not just have a credit card? No, I've had one. And what I do is if I normally get vouchers around Christmas time or whatever season, and you can spend on the card with discount and then just pay it off straight away. Okay. So those, we, we've talked about store cards and credit cards and how yeah. they're beneficial before cool. in a previous episode. But um, yeah, those are some ways that you can use that sensibly. Cool. Um. So really quickly, if you do get one, some quick advice. Uh, holler at one of the debt advice people we've mentioned earlier. Yeah, that's very important. You know, you should, you'll get letters. Make sure you keep uh, a track of those letters, open them, action them, stick to the deadlines. And I think anything fine base, and we'll do an episode on fines. You got, you got to mm. stick to these deadlines because they don't play. Even if you're in the right, if you miss a deadline, you're now in the wrong. Yeah. Um, so it's just, I think basically keep on top of it, respond to what you need to respond to and try and get some sort of an arrangement put in place before yeah. they give you a CCJ. Because it just holds you for six years. I'm gonna I go home say... and pay for a full credit score now <laughs> for like a couple of months. No, it's, it's good because you get so much detail. Like another thing that um I wanted to mention is when you guys spoke about having different names. Yeah, that makes such a difference, and I've realized that. Or little things like you know when you these days when you go on a site and they want you to put your address in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put in yeah, your yeah. postcode and it gives you the closest. Yeah, or yeah. the name's different. If you can, go enter manually and always enter your address the exact same, same way. way. Because that makes a difference. How your address is, how your name is. If you've got a double-barreled first name, but people only call you by the first name, just note that when you're writing down documents, it needs to match what's on your actual records because mm. that can mess you up as well. But um, one thing I'd say is where we spoke about debts, car insurance and stuff that you pay off monthly that you could, if you have the option to pay off in one and you can afford it, I'd say always try and do that rather than that's what I always do yeah if you can afford it then I think that's the best way rather than just adding to even your if I can't outcomes. afford it at the time just to get it out of the way like when yeah. I used to have insurance I used to pay it a year just a year because I don't like that extra yeah, month I'm gonna yeah. do that and the thing is like um Jay said it's anything it's like anything you've committed to paying for for a term that you don't know where you're going to be at the end of that term then yeah that, that that's debt so mm -hmm. as long as you can minimize as many of those as possible it's the best way for sure, I agree. Yeah. Um, and don't ignore your letters. Do not <laughs> I've seen a few letters. things on Twitter about phobia of opening letters, and it's like, how many of us are like that? Open a letter, like, mm, okay, cool, it's cool, it's in the clear. 
So don't don't ignore your letters. That's like me that when I see the HMRC ones, the mm. brown envelopes. It's like, what is this? I'm like, stress. <laughs> what do they want from me? Yeah, so. Cool. So uh, I think we've, what have we covered? Is there anything else? Um, I think it's almost just like a, a an update from what we did last time. Yeah. yeah. I think it's, yeah, for me, it's a recognition that uh, from a, okay, a high level or macro level, uh, a lot of people are in debt. So don't be shamed by it or don't be ashamed of it, mm-hmm. but also don't embrace it too much because it, it could be an issue for all of us. Mm-hmm. So just because everyone's in the same hot water, don't be comfortable in it. Um, <laughs> and, don't, and don't shy away from it. Yeah. Uh, and I think just take decisions to manage it and also think about if things get worse, if you lose your job, if you can't earn as much, mm-hmm. if, you know, if interest rates do Maybe. go up or when interest rates go up. You know, put yourself in a position that maybe you're not impacted as much by, okay, not getting the most expensive car you can get, maybe getting the least expensive one. Because I think that's going to happen, especially with Brexit. I think we're going to get hit. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, certain credit agreements, you know, okay, I need a new laptop. Maybe don't go and get the iPad Pro on on finance just yet, Mm. you know. Maybe go to computer game exchange. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I love that place. Uh, even podcast stuff, I'm gonna start yeah. getting from there. Like, oh, is it stuff. that good? Yeah, they do all sorts of tech because people buy stuff and can't afford it. Probably with credit, so mm. people buy stuff with debt, can't afford it, and have to sell, sell it, it to back. pay off the loan. So that's why a place like computer game exchange are only going to get bigger. And they come with warranties and yeah. stuff as well. Two so they're not warranty. just selling you rubbish. Yeah, so. and that's one thing I did read. Some people are now doing that. So with mobile phones, that's uh, one. I did have a list of where we spend debt, and mobile phones was like I think like fourth on the yeah, list or yeah. something like that with how expensive they are you know yeah. and I, iPhone 10 is a grand right not many people are going to have a grand to or exactly. want to pay a grand even if they had a grand in their bank account yeah. they're not going to want to empty their bank account for a phone right but even getting it through your um, phone provider mm. you've committed to yeah, exactly. two years of whatever mm. a month if your phone breaks in your month three, it doesn't matter. Mm. So, yeah, so what some people got. started do have started to do like what I've done is instead of signing up for a new contract they've gone and bought a phone out right uh, mm-hmm. second hand uh, whatever and that's what I've done the problem is some people are still doing that with debt yeah. so you know instead of going to buy that phone cash now and bought it with a credit card so you've still got a form mm-hmm. of debt and it's, you know, elsewhere. it's just elsewhere yeah. so it's kind of a false economy kind of thing um, and it, uh, it's so complex right because some, uh, some one person might be saying okay yeah I'm going to buy it with debt and be able to pay it off in two months they've got a plan as to when they're going to pay it off you could argue that's maybe not so bad but Someone might argue it is. It's yeah. it's whatever. It depends, I, isn't it? I think it all depends on how you manage your debt, and you have to be clear of it. Don't let it. I think the key takeaway I'd want to give people is: don't let it stack up. Don't get carried away, and do not use it like it's your money. Yeah. Use it very strategically. Face yeah. your debt with your chest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Face your debt with your chest. We may have an episode title. <laughs> <laughs> I was going down the Kanye route in my head because we spoke about that, but I think I like that one. That's pretty dope. Cool, but um. You spoke about Brexit just now very briefly, but we are actually going to touch more about touch more on Brexit. We didn't even do the next week. Did you did you hear what I did? With your voice, <laughs> yeah, yeah, by the yeah, way. Yeah. Okay, I'm just checking. You like listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of myself for that. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Sorry. Anywho. Anyway. But yeah, thank you for listening. We got more <laughs> Brexit update and stuff coming up. Yeah. So yeah, tune in next week. Uh, lots happening. More than I've been able to look into completely, but I think we've picked out some interesting stuff. Yeah. yeah. And um, apologies, because we haven't really been that active on socials. Yeah. It, we've, it's yeah. been a very busy, like, I say, like, month, month yeah. for A couple us. of months, exactly. for sure. Yeah. 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 Um, we've yeah, making well, sense, and individually, so... Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. 
Agreed. We apologize, <laughs> but we'll be back on it. Yeah. Yes. But you know, I think we've started doing the polls more regularly and people yeah. those. So please guys, please keep on filling those out. But also please let us know what you want to hear. I'm yeah. definitely interested because I know yeah. we, we, we look around and we, we, we research, but I'm very interested to know what our listeners actually want us to touch on. Yeah, so that's please so, give so us key, some right? info. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. In short, we're going to be back on socials in a big way. No, Kalisha and Sam are going to. I'm not very social (laughs) to be on social media. So go ahead. But um, talking of social media, we are making sense PC on Instagram and Twitter. Um, email us info at makingsensepodcast dot com. Um, let me give you socials. Yep. Thinking Jay, I took out all my underscores, so Frank should be happy. Ah, it kind of just makes sense actually because it's easier for people to type. Yeah, you know, I'm all about user experience. Um, <sighs> Anywho, what? Um, I'm Twitter ms underscore s a w m i underscore xx. I'm not about user experience. <laughs> Evidently, you can see by my Twitter, which is dry as hell. And I ain't changing mine because I've had it for years. Miss underscore really, I've had like k underscore v a n g, and so, it's not changing. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for listening guys and your feedback would be greatly appreciated thank you very much take care, right, take care. bye, bye.